Hello everyone, this is Kyle Galaz with Poor to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. We are in season four, episode two. We're continuing the one-on-one training sessions that you guys are hiring me for, and I really appreciate it. The best part about these one-on-one training sessions is the feedback I get after. Your guys' skills get elevated to the next level, and you see it in your results on the sales floor. When I get feedback from people saying, hey, I used to sell this many a month, and now I'm selling five, six more a month because of the stuff that I've learned from you, Kyle, that warms my heart. It tells me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for you guys, and I'm here to help you guys go to the next level in your car sales careers to become sales titans and to make over 100000 a year. Erman Tupkovich hired me for a second training session. When, when, when us as salespeople get a return client, that tells us that we're probably doing a good job. So Ehrman hired me for a second training session because he saw results and now he wants to elevate to another level in his sales skills. So this episode is uh, episode two of season four with Ehrman Tupkovich and I'm excited to present it to you. Take a listen. Hope you guys like it. Appreciate your guys' feedback. And I look forward to you guys hiring me for these one-on-one sessions so I can see the results out of you. Don't wait any longer. Message me. Let's work up a schedule and you get the details. A little bit about yourself again and what dealership, just so people can uh, meet you. No, good. Uh, so I reside in Sydney, Australia, uh, and I work for a BMW dealership. I am pretty much finished in training now. I started in November last year, so I'm relatively new. That's a bullet I'm trying to, to bite at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been around too long. Um, and then, yeah, like we spoke about last time, it's I've sort of had a month to think about it and, and, and sit on it. So there's a few things that I'd like to cover today. And But, yeah, pretty much getting back to the basics. That's that's where I'm, I'm pretty much stuck at. Yeah, that's, totally. That's, yeah. yeah, the basics are, are the foundation of the car business. Everything is built off the basics, right? You have that foundation of what you learned in the first few months of car business career. And then you build mm-hmm. off of it. the The higher the the higher your um your career building, the more frail it gets. At, as you get top, you know your your foundation's always there. The keeping it simple is going to always be there. So sometimes we get so far up there, we haven't built the proper structure on how to how to be able to handle sounding like a pro, but you don't really have the experience to actually do pro things. And sometimes it crumbles and you got to start back over. But guess what? When you start back over and you start back from the bank basics, what happens? Do you think? Sell more cars. You, and you get <laughs> strong guess. and you get stronger too. Cause you learn how to build yeah. up again, right? Your foundation you is would, bigger and stronger. Yeah. So some, even, even me 20 years in the car business, sometimes I have to remember the basics. Okay, Kyle, don't panic. You're, you're closing a deal for one of your sales guys. Go back to, having fun again, making customers laugh again. What, what happened to that? Why has it got to be so serious? So I commend you for, you know, one of my greatest, uh, um, I don't know what, what word to use, but the fact that you hired me again, warms my heart. Cause it tells me that, that you're, that you're learning something and then, and you want more. So, uh, thank, thank you for doing that again. And, uh, doing this one-on-one again i appreciate it and no, that's and, I, fine. and i like seeing your your feedback and you're at macarthur bmw in sydney australia right yep the beautiful dealership i after we talked last time i went onto your guys's website and facebook and stalked you guys a little bit it's a beautiful showroom you guys pack it tight it's a smaller dealership compared to say the other bmws in in the area i had the luxury of heading out to one towards a little bit more of the city um and they've got a big showroom and it sort of got me to thinking that, you know, because it's quite tough at the moment, I was sort of thinking about how other dealerships are doing and that that sort of kicked me back into gear of what, what's everybody else doing? Am I doing the same thing as everybody else? Am I just typical Bob that you find down the road or, you know, just a typical salesperson, which is something that I feel like I've lost now that I know all these things. And, you know, like we spoke about before, not knowing things helps because mm-hmm. I guess you're just able to establish that connection with a customer. And now knowing all these other things, I feel like I should be able to use all my knowledge. But for some reason, I just feel like applying it 
I'm having a bit of trouble. Yeah, I, I think with you, um, Herman, I think what it is, is you, you actually know all the stuff, you know how to sell a car, you have all the fundamentals, and you have the, like that suave, the car, the car guy look, you have it all, it's just putting it together in an order that makes sales, right? I'm sure you hear from your managers and your coworkers, man, you got all the talent in the world, right? You just got to figure out how to use it. I have guys at my dealership. It's the same thing. I can look at them and say, you are a superstar. You just haven't, you haven't figured out the the ingredients to put together to make it happen. And that's what training comes in and experience. So again, kudos to you for going out on your lunch break, instead of eating a big old sandwich and then passing out upstairs in the food coma, you're out still trying to learn. And I commend that about you. It's amazing that there's people out there like you around the world that are hungered, hungry to get better and better and become a sales Titan and go to the very, very top and make six figures a year, right? That's what you're worth. And maybe seven figures one day, right? So um, kudos to you. So a couple of things that you sent me were breaking down the month in numbers, right? The, the, formula to how many cars I want to sell and what is it going to take to sell that many cars. So some people will put down a goal of, I want to sell 15 cars this month, right? But they don't have a way to do it. They just say, I'm going to sell 15 cars, but mentally they don't have a game plan of how many ups does that mean, right? How many test drives does that mean? How many write-ups, how many no's, does it take to sell 15 cars a month? It takes a lot of nose, right? It takes a lot of heartache to sell 15 cars, blood, sweat, and tears. So we'll go over that. And then you also uh, mentioned focusing on the appointment over the phone, not trying to sell the car. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a big one. I'm sort of realizing at the moment, um, even for example, like it's, I think the, the mindset behind it is activity, like on the paper that I sent you activity equals results. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's not what I'm having where before I'd have people come in all day, my day's over in five minutes, where now I'm sort of just more reactive than proactive, right? And that's why I think focusing on the appointments and less over the phone and emails, just get the person in and start there. That's what I'm, I think is a big focus, especially now that there's not a lot of foot traffic in. I've probably got four cars in my yard to sell in terms of brand new cars. Because uh, our departments are sort of split up with pre-owned and new cars, I'd like to to tap into that pre-owned car department as well. Um, maybe I'm just a, a bit afraid to take on that, I guess. Um, because yeah, not a lot of foot traffic, so I need to make things happen, and that's that's where we are. Yeah, and and uh, you know who Joe Verdi is? He's an old car sales trainer. You ever heard that that name? He, he's. I feel like you've. I feel like you've heard of. I've heard it on your podcast. Yeah. So Joe Verdi is an old sales uh, sales trainer from the from the eighties and nineties and the early two thousands, and he's got a lot of good content. Um, but one of the things they call it is the Joe Verdi Hope System. You're just hoping to sell a car today, right? You're going to work and you're hoping. So there's those kind of salesmen, and then there's the salesmen that are like, "I'm going to work. I'm going to sell a car. I just have to figure out how I'm going to do it." And they don't stop all day. They 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 will sell a car that day. It, even if it's someone from a gas station, their goal is to sell a car. Nothing will stop them from it. Because I know guys that are selling 30 cars a month, right? 30 cars a month is a car every day you work. Actually, it's more. So I know that a dealership can sell. Uh, a, your dealership sells more than 30 cars a month, right? Yes, yes. 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 So there's a car sold every day at your dealership. Why can't that be you as the salesman selling it? It can be. You just have to have the clout and the, and the I call it the celebrity factor where everyone just wants to deal with you. They're going to wait for you. Like, no, I want to deal with, with Ermin. That's it. I just want to deal with that guy. I'll wait for him. Okay. So you have to get to that level too, to get to 30 cars a month. It just doesn't happen by taking ups. It's by people asking for you and things like that. So um, we'll talk about that too. And then, um, cause we talked about the appoint setting the appointment. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. 
Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And then you also mentioned talking about how you end up just spewing a bunch of information out and you, you're making it less about the customer. Is that something that you wanted to cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, like as I wrote those things, I was sort of thinking on the spot. Um, right. But yeah, that whole information comes back to just knowing a bit too much and when, when to actually say things and, and why I'm saying it. It's the same thing as listen to, to understand versus listen to reply. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest issues is like cutting people off. Not, it's not intentional at all. I just feel like we're having a conversation and I've, I guess I've got something important to say. Um, and then I guess that maybe puts the, the guest on the back foot. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty broad point, but yeah, yeah. that was my understanding of it. So that that can actually be, it, 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 it could be a, a confidence thing disguised because you you want to say everything that you know to to show your customer that you're not an idiot in the car business, right? And so sometimes you just go on and on and on about stuff, and because you're kind of showing off, but it's a it's a confidence thing sometimes because you're when you're really confident in yourself and your abilities and your experience and your car knowledge, you don't have to spew nothing. You can ask questions and control the conversation, right? Because you're, you know, everything about everything. So uh, not that we know everything, you know what I mean, though? Uh, (laughs) We don't always know everything. But when you have that confidence, you can put the customer not on the the back burner of because you're just talking, but you can put them on their heels, because now you're asking them questions, and they're having to figure out things to say to you. And you start controlling that that process. So we'll talk about that too. And then um, I think that was it. So let's start. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, let's talk about breaking down your month and numbers. Okay, so do you have a printed out calendar on your desk that you can visually look at every day, not on your phone, like a printed out piece of paper that you could slide underneath? So let's say this is your calendar. You got all 31 days and you could slide it underneath a piece of glass or somewhere where you have to look at it. Um, I've got a big diary. That's sort of page by day. But, okay, so um, when when you get back into the dealership, I want you to go on Google and type in this month's calendar and print it out on an eight and a half by eleven paper. Okay, yep. because this is the this is the the starting point of figuring out how to sell fifteen cars in a month. The diary it's not going to work because you have to open it and you have to turn pages. It has to be something that's. Do you guys have glass on your desk, like where you can slide stuff? Yeah, on? I've got a, I've got a, I've got a spot. Okay. And what, and what I want you to do too is, if this is the calendar, I want you to put a little piece of tape that hangs that you can slide it in and pull it out because you're going to pull this thing out every day. Okay. Okay. And so what I have my guys do that are very successful that actually use it is every day they sell a car, they fill in a square with a highlighter, let's say pink. Okay. So on the first of the month that they sold a car, they fill it in in pink. And what they can start visualizing is how many days do I go without a color in that square? And it becomes alarming to you that you that you see patches, yeah. of, patches of pink. Okay. The first step is acknowledging that kind of where you're at, right? Thinking about where you're at, but you need to visualize it every day. So I have a guy, his name's Peter. And he's new to the car business. The guy's in second place for the whole store. He sold 160 or 170 cars last year. He's doing really well. He came from the grocery business. He religiously stares at this thing every day. He pulls it out. He looks at it and thinks, okay, where am I at? And he and he has fun with it almost, almost like a game. Like, oh, I sell cars every, every third day or whatever. But it's in his forefront of his visual every day, okay? So you need to start there. Do you have a goal this month already of how many cars you want to sell? A true goal? I'm I'm just falling a little bit behind. Uh, Not the behind part. Off with. That's okay. But did, when the month started, you did you have a goal? Not not truthfully, not exactly. It was just sort of to the stand the dealership. Their sort of 
not requirements, but their plan is everybody sells 10 cars. There's three of us. We sell 10 cars, there's 30 cars, okay. and off we go. The idea is 15, 20, um, but with the current sort of climate, I guess, you know, you got to sort of pull it back a little bit. Um, so I, I was planning on just 10 cars, make it nice and simple. Uh, what I did last month, I ended up catching up a bit towards the end. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a slow start to this month. I'm sitting at two currently, and today's the 13th. So, but yeah. That, okay. So not a, not, a, not a full-blown plan that I sat there and said, well, this is where I want to be. Okay, no problem. So here's here's what I, I want to ask this question. How many car how many how many cars do you need to sell every three days when you want to be at at 10 cars for the month? I don't even know if I worded that right. If if you got thir- well, let me just tell you, if you got a 30-day month and you want to sell 10 cars, how many days do you need to sell? You know, how many days go by when you need to sell a car? Three days. Oh. Yeah, three days. Yeah. 30 divided by 10. So you need to have a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to have a pink square every three days. So you got mm-hmm. three, six, nine, 12. There has to be a pink square in that for you to hit your your 10 cars. Okay. So that that's the second part of planning out your goals is divide how many cars you want to sell by the days in the month. And that will tell you 0.33. So you need to sell a car every three days, right? To, to hit your 10, because once you get behind, it's very hard to catch up. Okay. So another thing that, that salesmen don't like to hear, and I didn't like to hear it is what do you, are you working on your days off when you're, when you're behind? It's a, it's an interesting one. Yes and no. Not not actively as if I was sitting at my desk. It's more just the follow up, making sure prior customers that have bought cars, any issues that pop up, anything like that, order follow ups, more like that. Less of going out and actually doing things. Right. Okay, that's all right. So I mean, you still are active on on those days, but if you if you want to hit your ten cars every month then you have to hit those one car every three days, whether it's your days on or your days off. That's how the month breaks up your goal, okay? Mm. So again, I I go back to myself as a salesman when I was in sales. I hated working my days off, but I also loved a gigantic paycheck. So what, what do I do? What do I do, right? If I'm behind on my numbers, I gotta make up for it somehow. It's not just going to be a magical hat trick day back to back. I sold six cars in two days. You have to chisel at it, man. You have to you have to break that month down, and you have to be diligent about um, and having self discipline to hit hit your every three day goal. So you break down your goal into miniature goals, right? Every three days, I need a pink square on my calendar or whatever color you pick. Yeah. Okay, so that that will help break down your month. Now you also mentioned like, hey, it takes me um, sixty up to sell 15 cars or whatever that ratio was. It was one to four, I believe. Yeah, so this was, I had a new GM come in and we sort of just sat down and I sort of just went into the office, had a chat just to see what he thinks. He's a little bit more calculated and and numbers wise. Mm -hmm. Um, And the sort of industry standard over here is one in four buys. So every four people you speak to, one of them will buy. I am sitting currently probably like a one in seven, one in six, one in seven, if I sort of look back on it. Yeah. Um, and then we sat there and said, look, for 15 car sales, you need to speak to 60 people. How many appointments would it take to <laughs> sell those 15 cars? If say, you know, 10 appointments, six show up, four buy. That was the sort of idea behind it. Does he have a college degree? Did he hang it up yet? <laughs> I'm not sure, to be honest. I feel like <laughs> he's, he's very, he's very calculated, very books and yeah, um, his sort of idea is, you know, as people say things, you're calculating in the back of your head. Where, for example, my my other boss is very simple, and everybody likes the guy, and he's just very easy flowing, and it just works, right? That's yeah. my best way to describe it. Um, which I guess it it sort of works for me, but at the same time, I just I'm open to all suggestions, and I'm open to yeah, for, you know, yeah, that uh, yeah. Well, a credit to your new GM. There's a reason why he's in that position. So the guy probably has a lot of good ideas to listen to and jot down and and kind of mimic. 
no one accidentally gets to that position, right? He has a 64-page um, book or booklet that he made on, I guess, the full road to the sale. And each chapter is... And it's, it's funny that we spoke about it last time on, on you know, our road to sale yeah. and his variation. And it, it really sort of breaks down into a way you can understand it. You know, it's not something that I spoke to the office about. Not everybody lives by it religiously. A lot of people don't even know it's a thing. I just yeah. thought, look, as... As basics, I can sit there and I have a plan of where I'm heading and what questions to ask to get to the next step. And I have a structure and that comes back to the fundamentals, which is what I feel like I don't have. Yeah. Well, that's good. You got a, a new GM that's that's obviously very knowledgeable and focused himself because someone to look up to, too. You know, when you see someone that's a business professional and because I have them in my life, I'm like, I want to grow up to be like you. Even at 39 years old, I still think that there's a guy that works at my um, auto group that I can't wait to be like him. He's just an amazing employee. So there's guys out there that you'll always learn from no matter how old you get. So uh, so on the breaking down the goals, I need you to print that out. Divide your your goal by how many days are in the month. And if it says 0.33, right, 30 10 divided by 30 is 0.33. You need to sell a car every third, three days. Okay. Yeah. So that's another part uh, uh, just breaking down the goal itself. Now I was a one in five guy on the sales floor. I needed to talk to five customers to sell a car. So when I went to work, it wasn't, I need to sell a car. Of course you need to sell a car. That's, that's your job title. My goal was I need to help five people. And I need to gather five people's names, phone numbers, emails, whatever I can get out of these people, because the four that don't buy that day, I have people to follow up with, right? Yeah. So, so in three days, if I only take one up, I still got those four people that didn't buy three days ago, and I can do some follow up. But I need it. I need five people for Kyle's closing ratio to to make a car deal. So when you go to work break down what it takes if it's seven that's okay if it's four great there's a guy that i know that does it in three we broke him down and it was three i'm like man you're better than i was uh, so whatever it is don't worry about the car sale it will come you need to focus on i need to take seven ups today or talk to seven people and do everything i can with to get seven people because i know i'm gonna at least get one okay so then how many hours do you work in a, in a day? Nine hours, maybe? Oh, well, that's that. Yeah. Well, that was the other point I was going to bring up. Well, uh, nine to five is, I think it's eight and a half hour a day, nine okay. hour a day that we're here. Okay. So now divide how many ups you need to take by, by the hours. Okay. So you need to take, you need to take like 1.2 ups an hour. Like for you're yeah. talking to somebody, you got to get in front of somebody once every hour and get all their information. So now you're kind of micro dissecting what it actually takes to to sell a car and what it, how many hours it takes or to break it down, you know, per per hour per customer. So if yeah. you if you really want to know your stats, you got to start doing some math and writing it down and figuring out I need to talk to five people, do four test drives, right? Do three write-ups, two make it to finance, one gets approved in signs. That was my ratio. So you need to figure out your ratio and every day that is your goal. So on your calendar, you can put on that day, I need to take seven ups. I need to do six test drives. I need to do five write-ups, you know, figure out. And then the last one is I made a sale. When you are that busy or you, or you create that kind of busyness, your day goes by, like you said, boom, <laughs> like that. And then you yeah. have all, the, all that information to do follow-up. So then you can start compiling, okay, a, a yeah. customer base that you can follow up and you need to religiously follow up with them because they count as one of your seven ups for that day. Okay. So um, that's breaking it down. You really got to get mathematical and, and break it down and see how many does it take per day to, for me to sell a car. It's not just, I got to go to work and sell a car. You can't wing it. Yeah, and that's 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 one of the bigger things which now I've realized is is the case, right? Even when you mention, look how many hours are they actually sitting there and 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 
working you know what i mean by mm-hmm. that are you working three hours a day you're working nine are you going through the motions when you talk to people are you genuinely trying to help them are you just trying to make the deal um all these things that when i first started for the longest time i just sat there watching everyone and that's all they were doing and i was like great i get all the all the bit and that's how i sold cars whereas now i feel like i'm going through the motions and yeah. talking to people just to talk to them um getting distracted by all these unnecessary things and people that I guess are nowhere or have no reason to be taking up my time. So that's, yeah. Yeah. To stay on top of the game, you got to be kind of like that helicopter analogy I used a couple videos ago. Yeah. Right. You got to have your pedal to the metal full throttle to keep that helicopter going up or at least stay Mm. elevated. It's easy for salesmen to take their foot off the gas and start falling. Because everyone kind of funnels to the bottom. It's the it's the easy place. It's the comfortable place. But the guys that are really shining every every month are the guys that never sit down. They're never on a game at their at the dealership. They didn't disappear and go take a nap somewhere. They're they're always doing something minute by minute. So in your nine hour shift, Urban, you work eight hours and thirty minutes. You know, of course you got to use the restroom and eat whatnot, but. You get what I'm saying there. You if, work. Yeah. If you are, if I'm being truthful to myself and being really honest, that it's it's one of those work for three hours a day, or when you're always talking to someone, everything else in between that. Am I actually trying to sell a car, or yeah. am I going through the motions of the day, or you know? Yeah, almost like going through the motions. Like put a sticky note where it's like you can see it on your forehead. Forehead, it says am I doing something right now to sell a car? You know? Yeah. And and try to keep that in your mind. And if you really want to get to that level, if you, if you just are going through the motions and pretending, then you'll never actually get there. But if you really want to get there and make it to the, to the big dogs table, right. With the owners and the GMs and you're, you don't even know who paid for your steak dinner. You're like it's paid for. Okay. Right. When you get, want to get to that level, you got to start acting like it. Okay. So when you go to work, grind out for eight hours, go home tired, stinky, and hungry, and you probably sold a car that day, right? Those That's are the days. Those are the days you yeah. sold something when you're absolutely beat. You don't even want to look at nothing. You just want to close your eyes and fall asleep. You sold a car that day because you hustled. You needed to sell a car and you made it a point to sell it. So um work on that, but break down that month. Okay, let's mo- move on to uh focusing the appointment on the phone. So what kind of verbiages does a salesman use and what kind of verbiages does a customer use on the phone? The salesman is trying to, naturally, we want to get a a car deal. So the verbiages a salesman uses on the phone is, yeah, we can get you approved. We got great financing. We got great prices. When can you come in? The salesman's verbiage or the customer's verbiage is, well, can you just do it over the phone? Right? There's a little tension there. It's not a lot of tension. It's a little tension. Can you just do it over my phone, over the phone? Can I send you pictures of my trade? You know, things like that. Yeah. Right. They want to take the easiest route because um, that's just what customers do. When you go shopping, you don't want to wait around a whole long time to buy a TV. You want to boom, boom, get in and get out. Right. So it's the same thing for a customer. They want to do as much as they can before they get into the dealership. It's our job as a salesman to not allow a car deal happen over the phone because first you can't sell a car over the phone. We've heard that. And second, what do they do once they got your numbers? They take it somewhere else. Exactly. So knowing that you have to fight tooth and nail to not, to not um, succumb to their request. You need to be a salesman and have them succumb to your request and that's getting them in the door. So remember that the next phone call is they're going to do everything they can to get information out of me so they don't have to come in and I'm not going to have a car deal. So you just simply don't allow them to get the information they want. You're going to be very helpful in doing it, but I'm going to tell you what to say. So that way they want to come in. Okay. Because once, which I guess, go ahead. I was going to say, I guess that relates back to the point where, you know, when I talk too much, it's, all those things that, you know, maybe they're getting, the, or not maybe, they're getting all that information out of me. And then I sit there thinking, well, I've just told you all this stuff and I haven't sold you a car. They don't need you anymore. 
Yeah. Which I, I thought is, I thought it's, I can give you all this information and I guess it's going to work, but I've slowly realized over time and even listening to my colleagues' conversations, and I've realized that you're sort of not, you're not teasing the guest, but you know, you pick what to say and when to say it. A lot of the time it's us asking questions. Yeah. The reality of the truth is, is customers will take everything from you and give you nothing if you allow it. Okay. It's a brutal thing customers do. Guess what? A customer can lie to you the whole process. They, they're they yeah. allowed to lie to you the entire process. You can't get them in trouble. But the second you lie to them one time, you're you're the bad guy. They go tell, tell your boss, oh, he lied to me. Well, you've been lying the whole time. Okay. You told me your credit was good. You told me your trade was paid off. Right. All these things. You yeah. lied to me the whole time. So you have to remember customers are treacherous. They will use every bit of information from you to get a better deal somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Or are you the guy? They just got done talking on the phone with the salesman at the Mercedes store. And now they got all the information from that guy. And then they call Ehrman, a professional that gets them in. You need to be that guy. So the things that you can say to focus on the appointment, I got them written down here. Some of them that I use is I can't, I can't wait to meet you. Right. That makes it personal and it makes it like, oh, okay. Cause the, the reason why customers are, don't want to, they want to do everything over the phone is first it's quicker and easier, but they're scared of the dealership. They're scared of the car business. They have zero practice in buying cars. So they know when they call in a guy, he's a pro. They're a little bit scared. So when you say things like, I can't wait to meet you, or the way this vehicle drives, I can't wait to, to test drive you in it. And, and I want to show you these things. So when you start using verbiages like they're already in the dealership, they can start visualizing themselves at the dealership and their scared level goes down because they're kind of familiar with your dealership, you know, in an in a imaginary form. Another one is you got to see this paint in person, the way it sparkles. I could send you 300 pictures over the phone and you see it one person, one in person in the sunlight. And it's like, that's not what the pictures look like. You've got to see it in person. Yeah. Okay. So you got to use verbiages like that. I can't wait to meet you. Um, I can't wait to have you test drive it. I actually drove one very similar to this. It was awesome. It blew my mind, all the stuff I Googled. And I drove it. It's a completely different car than what they were saying on Google. So, man, I can't wait to meet you and show it to you. Or you got to see this paint. Or our process here at our dealership is so easy. People are always so freaked out about coming to this dealership. And then they get here and they're like, man, this place is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So when you're talking with them and they're trying to say things like, well, can't you just do it over the phone? Right. Because sometimes they get a little snippy. You got to combat them with things like, Oh, we don't do it over the phone. Um, I can't test drive you over the phone, but when you get here, I really want to show you this car. Well, I've driven that truck before, this exact one with this exact VIN or something similar. And you got to overcome those objections on the phone, just like in person. It's no different. But instead of selling the car, you're selling them to get to the dealership. Yeah, I've even had that experience uh, experience recently. Uh, it doesn't come across too often where they're a bit, a bit combatant, I guess, and the tension mm -hmm. is there. But the good thing is when you're selling sort of the premium or when you're selling a BMW ride, you sort of have that, the verbiage I use would be, well, look, Mr. Customer, you are spending a lot of money, right? Whether it's 100,000 or 200,000, it's always the ones when it's 200,000, they don't want to come in. Mm -mm. And it's, well, fair enough. But at the same time, you are spending a lot of your hard-earned money. So what I'd like to do is make sure you get all the right information and I do my job properly because at the end of the day, well, you're spending $200,000. That's yeah. And know. when, you, and when you tell them that stuff sound very genuine and passionate and yeah. throw, and throw in the, I would like to meet you and, and compliment the guy, right? You can compliment a guy over the phone. You got the phone up to your ear and you're like, yeah, this car. Oh my goodness. You, you can afford one of these. Holy moly. I can't wait to meet you. Right. And you have fun and you get them laughing because they they want to meet a guy that that's that's energetic and and business savvy and guys that are at that level. They know a salesman tactic. They know your your, you know, they, they know things like, well, um, I like to get you in to test drive it because you're spending a lot of money. 
They know that tactic. You have to yeah. do things like emotional stuff. Oh, I can't wait to meet you. I know you drove the other one, but there's something special about this particular one we have in our showroom. It's got the same engine. It's got the same driveline, but it drives different. I can't believe it. You know, and you get that kind of emotion up to get them inside the showroom. So the things that I used was emotional things. I can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to show you how this vehicle drives. Uh, you got to see this paint in person. Our process here at our dealership is so easy. Wait until you see what we do in our showroom. It's 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 like no other dealership. Okay. And then uh, you make the customer feel like they're already there. If they're still blunt about it and they just want numbers, that's when you can get blunt back. Okay. Sometimes you got to fight fire with fire and you can't be scared. You got to say, well, our policy at our dealership is I can't sell you a car unless you've come in and driven it. Okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. And, I, and I can't work numbers until you've test driven it. That's just how we've done it since day one. It's very successful. I really can't wait to meet you. And if they're still unwilling to do that, I mean, they don't see any value in what you're saying. They're probably not buying anyway. They just want, they want a number so they can verify if the, the number they got at the dealership that they're already driving to buy is valid. Okay. So I, I tell my guys this, there's only so much you can do with a customer. It's still, it's up to them if they want to buy. You know, you can't, you can't grab their hand and have them sign, right? So all you can do is the very, very best you can do, okay? So remember that when, if a guy doesn't come in or you lose a deal, don't beat yourself up. It's water off a duck's back. There's still 1 million more of those people out there that you, that are going to buy a car from you. So don't, I, I see a lot of salesmen beat themselves up and, and they, they, they throw away seven days of the, of the month on thinking about past deals that they lost. No, nope, I'm good. Who's next, right? So if, if you have those tough deals and, and you can't get them in or you can't sell them, it's okay. Maybe try some follow-up down the road, but you can't force someone to buy. You can only do the very best yeah. job you can do. And, and uh, that's just how, how it is. So uh, make them feel like they're already in the showroom by saying stuff like that. You kind of see where that can help. Yeah, yeah. You can even see relating back to that. The other point that I was making was making it more about them, less about the car. And I think that's that also applies on over the phone when you're making appointments and things mm -hmm. like that. It's like you said. Even when I spoke about it, it was about the car. When you spoke about, it, I can't wait to meet you. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's. It's, it was genuinely caring about the guest and what they need and what they want, less my own agenda. And I was listening to, I sort of play the, the tough times I had on repeat today. And you mentioned, well, you've got to be genuine about the customer and not your own agenda. And that's what I feel like I've sort of got stuck in is my own agenda, making my 10 cars, 15, whatever, making my money. It's not even so much about, uh, look, as genuine as, as I'm trying to be, because I am, Maybe it's just not coming across right to the guest. And I feel like that's when I first started. I put myself in the position of that side of the table because I bought a new car before. And that was the whole reason of these guys even hiring me was, you know what? You bought a new car before. You've been through the process. So that's what made it genuine. Where now I'm more on this side of the table. Yeah. So I'm doing more of the, the car sales mini things, I guess. Well, and, and Ermin that was brand new was vulnerable. Yeah. right ermin now is guarded and and yeah. putting up a front of hey i'm a uh, whatever whatever it is you're not vulnerable anymore okay so you have to almost be a little bit vulnerable and, and it's okay to get your feelings hurt so verbiages that i used was i'm still learning i i know i've been here a year or two but i'm still learning i sometimes i feel like i'm fumbling around the car business and customers are like oh no you're good right you're a little bit vulnerable through a sales tactic. Of course, you're not. Mm. Of course, you're not still learning. You're a pro, 
but those little mm. things that show vulnerability um will lower a customer's guard and they'll they'll be they'll look at you as their younger brother or their nephew not as a rigid professional i drive a lamborghini car salesman because that's how they think you are they think you got 400k in the bank that you drive a sports car you got nine girlfriends and you got gold watches yeah. that that is how your customer thinks of you so yeah. so that is why the vulnerable new car the new guy they know he hasn't made it yet he they remind him as of their younger brother or their nephew or their cousin or their grandson and the guy that they're meeting now is the guy that they think has nine girlfriends, a Porsche and all that. So it's not just going back to the basics. It's it's being vulnerable is kind of like being genuine. Okay. Mm. And do you hear how I'm kind of talking to you? Like my tone, it's passionate. That's, that's the passion you need. So if, if I said, Ermin, the fact that you hired me, to, to do this one-on-one, -on -one, I can pay some of my bills that I need to take care of my family. Does that sound vulnerable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does it make you feel yeah. better? Does it make you feel better about the money yeah. you sent me? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? It's like, oh, do you want more? So when you're vulnerable with a customer, it's the same thing. They will release money to the guy that they know is just an up-and-comer trying to make it versus what if I said this? Hey, Ermin, thanks for sending that money. I'm going to go buy a new cigar uh, box and uh, and probably go gamble tonight. How would you feel about that? No, I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't feel that great, to be honest. Who do you want the money to go to? To the nice guy, to the one that cares, the one that's vulnerable. Yeah, you're right. The family guy, right? So you, you got to show a little vulnerability when you're when you're on the lot. You're not a rigid professional uh, killer salesman. You are, but you can't show that you are. You have to be a little bit vulnerable. So work on that when you're um, with a customer, even on the phone. But it it really works in person because I can look you in the eyes, look at your screen, look at my eyes. I can look you in the eyes and say, "I'm just trying to make it." If you know, if I can sell a car today. I get to feed my family. It's just one of those things. I hate saying that. I don't want to sound like a salesman, but it's just what I got to do. So let me continue to do my job to try to help you. Okay. And if there's a car deal here and, and you feel like I've earned your business, then you can buy the car. If not, that's okay. We can shake hands as friends and maybe we can see each other at church or something. That's, I, a, that's, some, good, that's some good verbiage. How do you say no to that guy? Okay, now over the, over the phone, you can after you say, "Hey, I'd really like to meet you." Here and now, let's show some vulnerability. My manager always watches me when I'm doing my phone calls. I got to set appointments. I need customers in, so I'm I'm really relying on you to come in. I know you mentioned you might want to come in. I'm kind of relying on you now, right? Does that show a little mm -hmm. vulnerability? Yeah, yeah. So you don't sound like that polished. Yeah, you know, if you got make it in around four thirty, and I'll be here. I might be with customers, but you know, the guy doesn't want to see that salesman. He wants to see the guy that's getting busted by his boss. He wants to help the guy. So funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny that you, yeah. Cause that, like that, that last bit is, is what I catch myself saying on the phone. Yeah. Come I'll be here. I live yeah. Here. It, it's because what? you don't want to sound like a, like a, a new week salesman that's not doing so good so so in that and no one would i don't want to sound like a salesman that sold two cars last month but mm. the way i the way i word it is i'm a successful salesman that's just trying to provide for my family if i don't do these trainings sir i can't feed the family and, I, and that's not your burden but i'm just doing whatever mm. i can to to help you like i was hired to do my boss said when i got hired Please take care of your customers. Take them on test drives. Make sure they like the car. And if they don't, that's okay. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Right? Do you detect that vulnerability? Yeah. Use yeah. It. It's, it's genuine. It's passionate. And that's that's something that I feel like I'm missing. And I'm just, oh, that relates back to blabbering on about the car. And I'm so sick of going on about the car because I'm just on repeat with every guest. And obviously no one's buying cars where... When I look back on it, it's, I was new. I was looking for an SUV, you know, 
I've got all these here, right? I don't even I couldn't even tell you which model it was, but we'll do this together, right? Yeah. Vulnerability. It's genuine. It flows like it, it's like it's as genuine as it gets. Like, I yeah. don't know. I'm just I'm here to do my job. Where now it's okay, very business-like and information and very focused on information and even numbers. I'm still I don't do a lot of the numbers work, so I'm very easy to pull back from that. The numbers isn't really an issue for me. I've never been involved with too much of pricing. I just sort of flick them to my boss. But even now, I have trouble passing them straight over. Um, so one thing I'm going to get back into doing is sort of walking back into the office after every time I do something with my sales manager. And as if I was new, right? He wanted to know everything. Where now I'm sort of on my own and I don't really walk in there as much. Yeah. Whether that's, I, I don't want to bite the bullet of, of showing some weakness to the boss or, or whatever. Um, I'm going to take it back to that and at least get some guidance as I go. And, you know, so we're all on the same page instead of me. Oh, Hey boss, I've got a customer up to price and he doesn't even know what's going on. Um, so using as much as I can to, to help me out. Yeah. Having those resources available as well. So, well, you got to remember the new GM, that's obviously a genius, right? There's a tool. You got probably awesome sales manager. There's a tool. Ermin doesn't know everything about the car business, right? You have banks. You you don't you don't know everything about the car business. I don't either. Mm. So I rely on my teammates too to help. So if if you're struggling with something, don't let the customer walk because know this. Once they're gone, they're gone. Okay. It's it's yeah. it's life or death. If they say they're leaving, you ever hear your managers tell you this? Oh, hold on, I got I just had an idea. I'll be right back. To your customer that's what they that that's what they're telling me to say <laughs> yeah yeah it's because I heard that one yesterday it's because they're a lifeline they're going to throw you a lifeline to try to to save your deal because once that customer's gone they're gone and your manager knows this but salesmen sometimes believe the customer yeah we're just going to go grab a bite to eat we'll be right back we'll test drive it no they're not so don't ever believe that that's why they say uh hold on one second i just had an idea because it it pauses that customer from leaving you go tell your sales manager, I'm in trouble. Customer wants to leave. They didn't want to test drive the car. This is how far I got into the deal. Help. And then the, the sales manager, if he really cares about the dealership and is putting the dealership first, he's going to say, let me go talk with them. And he's going to walk out there and do his little thing. Next thing you know, you have the guy's test driving the car. Okay. Yeah. If, if he's good at what he does, he'll test drive the car. That's why he's in that position. So don't let customers yeah. leave. Um, get, get your tools that you have at your dealership. I wish I could fly down there in one minute and come help you. I would love to do that. One day it might happen, but um, I got a long ways to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long flight. <laughs> it is a long flight. So sure uh, I'll come up there. Yeah, we'll meet in person one day, I'm sure. Okay, so using those tools at, at your dealership. the um, Now you mentioned about spewing the information. I, I do want to touch on that a little more. Uh, just because you have the knowledge doesn't mean you need to tell the knowledge. Okay. If a if there's a if you're hunting in the forest and you see an elk or a deer, it that doesn't mean you use every bullet in your in your chamber, in your magazine, right? Ta -ta 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 -ta. Wow. wow. <laughs> right? Good, good one. Good one. Right? All you all, yeah. if you're if you're a good hunter, you just need one. Okay. So when you're on the 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 sales floor with your customer. Asking questions is like luring the, the animal in. You're luring them in by asking them questions. The closer they get to the hunter, the easier the shot, right? Yeah. Asking questions allows people to talk about themselves. Okay. What do you do yeah. for a living? And really listen to them. Wait, you rescue animals? Oh my goodness. That is amazing. What kind of animal? What's the craziest animal you've ever rescued? Oh, we rescued a tiger what? <laughs> right. And you have fun with that kind of stuff, but asking questions, you're in control of the conversation and you're really collecting information about that customer. You're luring them in for the final shot. Boom. Why don't you guys come on in? I'm going to put it on paper. It only takes a few minutes. And uh, if you guys decide, Hey, I like the numbers. Great. You can buy it. If not, that's okay too. Okay. But you brought them in. You can't say that line. If you just met them on the lot, Hey, welcome. Yeah, my name's Ermin. 
if you like the numbers, why don't you guys come on it? It doesn't work. So you got to lure mm-hmm. them in by asking them questions, building rapport and going through that process and keep into the basics. Um, do you have any questions or anything that you want to add? Because sometimes I go on these rants like like we're just talking oh, no, about. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um... No, not exactly. It's, it's just main, like, see how they all sort of relate to each other, all the points that I've mentioned, um, whether it's the appointment to the figures and sort of breaking down your months um, and then talking too much when you are trying to make these appointments and not spilling everything over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of realized over the past little while now, it's the phone was a hard one at the beginning. Because I realized that everybody that calls up, even everybody that walks in, to be honest, everybody that comes to make contact with us, you're obviously interested, right? You're here for a reason. You're not here for nothing. Mm-hmm. My job is to figure out what stage you're up to, whether that's even asking you directly or asking questions. I've just got to figure out what you're up to. In person, it's a lot easier because you know you can visually see how they're standing yeah. and how they react. Over the phone, it's a lot more difficult. I don't really get a whole bunch of phone calls. Well, lately I haven't. Um, but that was one thing that, that took me a while to understand. Because it was just like, they're asking questions over the phone. You inquired. I'm here to answer. Less the opposite. Yeah, you know, when, uh, when I hear salesmen, and I was even taught this when I first started, you ask the customer, where are you at in the buying process? Or... or you know, things like that. Have you visited any other dealerships before? That doesn't matter. Who the heck cares what place they are? Oh, we're just, is today just information day? Well, every day's information day if you open your eyes. So I avoided those questions at all costs because it would only make a negative tone to the deal when the customer said, we're just looking. Oh, we're in the preliminary stages. Okay. So I asked questions that I didn't like the answers to. So I just said, I'm not going to ask those questions anymore. When they come into my lot, it's, yeah. it's my, it's, I'm going to take them through the process. I don't care where they're at in their process. Oh, we've, we've already driven one before. Have you driven this one? No. Okay. For me to do my job correctly, let me just go get my dealer plate, make a quick copy of your license because my manager is watching is an ass that I take them on a test drive. You just got to let me do my job. All right. Fair enough. Right. So, um, so when, when you're, when you got customers on the lot and you're, and you're doing that stuff, remember, ask those questions and um, you know, just, you got to be kind of diligent at, at your process, Ehrman. Um, yeah. You know, you just, I, I see greatness in you. You just have to do it. I also see, um, I also see a guy who's still guarding the general public from what he does for a living. I don't know if I'm correct or not, does everyone you know know that you sell BMWs? Everybody on the planet that you know. No. Have you guarded it a little bit from people? For the, for the past little while, yes. And now that you've sort of been following, you know, things like social media, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's I, that's how it is. I was there at one point. I didn't I didn't want to be called a car salesman. I didn't want that. I wanted to be, I wanted to do something else. But after 11 years in it, I'm scratching my head, I'm like. I'm a car guy. This is who I am. There is no better job for me. Okay. I'm not an accountant. I'm not some boring engineer behind a desk. I'm not a forest service guy. I'm not a construction guy. I don't know how to build anything. I'm a freaking car guy. And the moment I said that to myself and I put on all my social media where I work, I started making videos. I, I, I became everybody's car guy. They text me about, Hey, what do you think of this car? It's not a car he could afford or I can afford. But guess who's he's, he's texting at 1 a.m. in the morning? Not his best friend. He's texting the car guy. So I, what I see in, in you is a guy that's still a little bit guarded. And you need to just let it loose, man. Break open the floodgates. Let the world know that I sell BMWs and I'm proud of this product. I don't care about recalls. I don't care about service issues. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the ultimate driving machine. This is what I am. If I could get a tattoo of BMW on my forehead, I would have, but my boss won't let me. Okay. Be passionate about it and let the world know. Okay. The other thing for you to do is you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit of being genuine. Okay. So we're going to do something out of the comfort zone right here on the the video. All right. (laughs) Let me just get comfortable sitting in your cars and all that comfortable. I was going to do it in the office, but everybody's walking past. Last time everybody was just looking at me and I'll just, you know what? You know what? Lunch break and- it, it's because the reason why they're looking at you, Ermin, is because you're intriguing. You're an intriguing sales pe- person that they haven't figured out yet. And they want to know, what is this guy up to? What is, what's he doing in the, in the office? Otherwise, you would have never mm-hmm. seen anyone walk by. Right? They would have been, mm-hmm. uh, who, he's just eating. They want to know what you're up to because they want you back in the comfort zone with them. They don't want you to go to the top where your, your videos are being played across the world. You know that, right? My podcast is across the world. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, your I video. The time over there, 10, 10 o'clock, and here, the sun's still out. It's 1023 it's right now. People know I'm doing this live. People in America know I'm doing this live one-on-one with you. In America. Wow. Okay, yeah, so wow. be proud of what you are and what you're doing and, and who you are, and, and that will help elevate you uh, because you're going to spew you're going to spew success and professionalism and good energy will attract rich people and rich people can change your lives, change your life. Okay. Rich people buy BMWs, but you're going to meet people that are going to help you buy a house. One day you're going to meet people that are going to invite you over for a barbecue. And and remember the steak I was talking about, I, I still don't know who bought it. I still literally don't know who bought my 22 ounce porterhouse steak. That was that big. It was like an $80 steak. I don't know who bought it. I was at that kind of table with the big dogs. It feels good. And that's where you need to be. Look at you. That's where I want to be. That yeah, is where that's, you need to be. That's the plan. It, it is the plan, but you got to focus on it every day and, and not let anything get in your path. Remember that one quote I said? Love me or hate me? Um, Add me or block me? Right. But you ain't going to stop me. Okay, yeah. I can't take credit for that. Yeah. I heard I heard that and I've ran with it. Love me or hate me, add me or block me. The one thing you're not going to do is stop me. That needs to be mm-hmm. your mentality every day. And you need to go in, look at your goals and say, I gotta sell a car in the next three days, regardless of days off, mm-hmm. of headaches, of tummy aches, of I ate bad food. It doesn't matter. You if you want to make big money and hit your goals, it you gotta hit them. I know this is blank. I'm just yeah. pretending there's a calendar on it. Okay, so here's what so I want you to do. There'll be a calendar when I get back. <laughs> I want I want you to give me a genuine Ermin Ermin Tukovic meet and greet at your dealership. I just walked on the lot. What does what does Ermin say? What does Ermin say? You know, before we get into that, what I say versus what I want to say and what I should be saying is probably different right let's do both tell me what you already say what's your common thing that you say all right good morning guys how are we today good thank you great 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 Mm. fucking hell on the spot aren't we that's called the comfort zone the comfort zone it's like I don't come out the gate and introduce myself the way I'd like to. I don't come out and say, look, my name is Zerman. Welcome to MacArthur BMW. I'm the trainee. I'm still in training. That's not something that I say. It's, hey, guys, how are we? I didn't want to say the bare minimum, but then they will come in and tell me what they're up to. You know, I probably won't even get a name until we head outside. Right. And like I said, it, maybe it's, it's a bullet to buy to even, even say this. Um, but it's something that I obviously need to be doing and I want to be doing. I want to walk out and say, hey, look, my name is Ehrman. Welcome, guys, to MacArthur BMW. It's not something I've done. Maybe looking back on it when I first started working or something that I did. Uh, but it's something that I'm definitely not doing now. Right? Okay. Whether that's a confidence thing or if it's a... It's probably a confidence thing. Right? Uh, it's probably definitely a confidence thing. Okay, so... 
um, when I get greeted by somebody, whether it's a waiter or whatever, and they greet me like that, I feel great. When they greet me a good way, like, hey, welcome to Beverly's restaurant. My name's Layla. I'm going to be your server today. Thank you for coming in. I love that. Now, for her, it was awkward. For me, it was amazing as a customer. Wow, this place is awesome. Okay, that's where the $120 lobster tower comes from. They greet people like that. The average bill at this restaurant in our town is probably $500. The average car at the BMW dealership is how much? Way it's a six-figure. It's a six-figure car, that's for sure. Exactly. So who, well des- over six figures. who deserves the better meet and greet? The guy like me who's buying an $80 steak or the guy that's spending hundred fifty grand on a BMW? Really both, right? They both should be getting it because it's still a lot of money for food. But doesn't the guy that's spending $200,000 with Ermin deserve that meet and greet? Yes. Yeah. Now, that question. It feels awkward for you because you're in your comfort zone, but I promise you, you say that to somebody, they're going to love it. They're not going to feel awkward. They're going to be happy. They chose this dealership first. So try not to think of it as it's an awkward thing to do. Try to think of it as this customer is going to love this meet and greet, whether they show it or not, they're going to feel like a million bucks when I go out there and, and introduce myself. Now, tell me how you would do it as a professional that you want, how you want to say it. How I'd like to say it. Well, sort of similar to what I said before, but I'd come out and good morning. How, how are you today? Oh, good. Hey, good morning. That's fantastic. My name is Erman and you are Kyle. Kyle. Nice to meet you, Kyle. What's brought you to the dealership today? You know, I'm just here to look at some cars, some cars. And okay, breaking character. I've come to a roadblock here, right? Where have I gone wrong? Like I said, I'm sort of going to bite the bullet and, and just be honest. And hey, that's okay. That's 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 how it is with me, right? That's that's how the conversation flows, and they'll come out. I'm here to see a car. Great. What car are you looking for? X3. Great. Come on outside, and I will show you the X3. So, and I know last time we did the podcast, we sort of found ways around it, but I feel like when I get into that situation, you panic. It just you panic, you panic, you, you, you panic and you go back to old faithful and that's just going along with the customer's motive. Okay. Yes. And, and their sales, they're, they're deciding the sales pattern or the sales process. So what you could say is if they're, if you're walking up to them, I've watched salesmen do this and I've watched salesmen not do this, but I've watched salesmen walk to their customer with like, not a crazy intensity, but you know, a very professional walk with their hand out. And say, let me try it with you, okay? I'm going to work yeah. at your dealership. MacArthur, yeah. right? MacArthur, yes. MacArthur, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm walking up to you with my hand out. How you doing there? My name's Kyle Galaz, and you are? My name is Irma. Nice to meet you. Herman what? Tupkovich. Tupkovich, very cool. Well, my name's Kyle. Like I, uh, like I said earlier, welcome to MacArthur BMW. I'm one of the sales professionals here. Now I'm still learning. They have me under a training status, but uh, I'm here to help you 100%. What brings you in today? And thank you for coming in. Okay, pause. Wow. Now I wow. stumble, I stumble a little bit because that's not my dealership, and you know, it, it's a little bit different over over Zoom. But th- these are the things that you practice at home. Okay. Hi. Welcome to my dealership. My name is Kyle Galaz, and you are? Well, you can see even, even the small things, right? When you're talking, your facial expressions, you know, I've noticed that now your hand, yeah. I am, right? Your I, hand always comes to your chest. All the small things that that and, help, right? And it shows genu- like being genuine. When I do this, it's a genuine thing I'm doing. It's because I really care who you are. It's not just a, a sales thing like, hi, welcome to... MacArthur BMW, my name's Ermin. How can I help you? There's no emotion. Or I walk up yeah. with my hand already out. How you doing? My name's Kyle Galaz. And you are? Ermin, nice to meet you. Welcome to MacArthur BMW. I'm one of the new guys. They got me under a training status, which I feel like I'm a little better than that. But 
<laughs> and and that's that's a big one. That's a big one. That I always feel like I say that, but it's way too late. It's not something I come out the gate with. And I feel like if I came out the gate with it, like I'm guessing I used to, because that was the first thing I'd tell people, hey, look, this is my second week here. It's my first. Yeah. It's my third day here, right? Every day is my third day. Where now it's maybe because I know all these things, I feel like I can't say I'm the trainee because then I'll use all these things. They're going to think, well, no, you're not, you know? Whereas, and I think that sort of works hand in hand with how much information you give and playing along with the, well, to be fair, you're not even playing along with it because I am still in training, right? Yeah. Well, I'm always going to be in training. Exactly. And, and um, do what your boss tells you, right? If your boss says, Hey, you're, you're, when you say your name, say you're a trainee, there's a reason why it's because it works. Don't get too smart for, for your own good. Do what your boss tells you. Uh, now, if he says jump off a cliff, maybe not, but it, there's a reason why they use that terminology. I'm a, I'm a trainee because it works. It worked before. Okay. Yeah. Now, now sometimes when you're still a trainee, but you've been there for two years and you're really good at what you do, the customer will call you out. You said you're new. How do you know all this stuff? Well, I'm new to the car business, but I'm not new to the people business. I used to sell clothes and I used to be in the uh, customer service industry. So you see how I twisted that to where I'm still new, yeah, wow. but I'm not new to the people. I've been selling yeah, stuff wow. since I was in third grade. So then, then you can still sound like a pro, but still be new at the same time. It's a little trick that I used to use too. Um, but that's about it. I think we're, we've hit an hour and yeah, some wow. change. I know you're at lunch. Uh, so yeah, they're going to come They're going to be like, where are you at? Um, but yeah, look, I think the biggest take, oh, there's a lot of takeaways. Um, but I think it always comes back down to one, the basics and two, just being genuine. And what is my job? Yes. It's to sell a car, but it's actually to help you. Yeah. And I always used to walk around saying, Hey, look, I'm not here to sell your car. I'm here to help you find one, help you buy the right one, help you put your money in the right place. And all, you know, those sort of verbiages. But now, now I really sit back and I look at the people that I've not sold cars to. It's like, wow, you're really not genuine at all. Your own motive, you know. Yeah. You sound you're just too, in it for yourself. You sound too good for their business. Yeah. Bring yourself to where you need them because we need them. Without them, I don't get paid nothing. Without them, oh, you don't 100%. get paid. So we actually need them. Okay. So before you go, calendar, be vulnerable, sell the appointment by acting like they're already in the show. Wait till you get here and, and drive this thing and see the paint. Yeah. Okay. And break down your month. How many cars a day do you need to sell? 0.3, one every three days. Um, and if you ever need anything, you message me anytime, buddy. I appreciate your one-on-one. -on -one. Well, we'll do this. Uh, you'll see. We'll do this again. All right. And I'll post this. Like on I said, I want to be able to, oh no, that's fine. I want to be able to just, like I said, there's always something that I don't know that obviously you do or anybody else does. And as much information as I can get, great. It's more just now actually doing it. And stop saying I'm going to do it. My boss always tells me, are you a gunner or are you a doer? And that's something that's going to stick by me for a while because I think I'm a bit of a gunner at the moment. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Hey, let the world know so, who you are and what you do and be proud of it, man. It's a great paying job. Be proud and get out there and mix it up. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Thank you very much, sir. All right, bud. I'll have a great day. You. I'll speak to you shortly. All right, Herman. Have a great night. Have a good night. Or thank you, sir. Great day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>